Bava Basra, Perk Tes, Mishnah Tes, 9-9. The second of the three cases now where we have two people dying, and we're not sure who died first, and therefore there's a dispute amongst the heirs. Here in this Mishnah we have him and her, a couple, who are dying. So the case of the Mishnah has something like a, a Brady Bunch type situation where she had children from her first marriage, he had children from his first marriage, um, and they don't have any children together. And now... Um, because we're not because we're not sure who died first, we're not sure who should get her assets. Because again, the natural heir of a woman is her husband. So if she died first, her husband would collect her estate. He'd be her heir. Then he dies a moment later. So then his side of the family would be the ones who end up with her stuff. Um, on the other hand, if her husband died first, so then she has no husband when she dies. So therefore, it would be her children who are the her first line of heirs, so they'd be the ones to get everything. Um, since we don't know who died first, we're not sure which way um, the money should flow. Um, just to make sure something is clear, this is not the case of our Mishnah, but if they had children together, so in that case, since their children are Vadai heirs, they're certainly heirs because regardless of who dies first, um, her, let's say she, they have a son together, right? So if she died first... So then her stuff would go to her husband, and then her, her husband's stuff would go to that son. And if he died first, then her stuff would go directly, and she died second, her stuff would go directly to her son. So either way, the son, that's the son that's common to both of this this uh, current couple, um, would be a certain heir. So he'd be the Vada inheritor, and the other claimants would be Sveikos. Maybe they should get, maybe they shouldn't. And therefore, he would get everything because the suffix isn't mozi. He doesn't take from the hands of the vada, the certain person. But that's not a case of our mission. Our mission is, again, they have no children together. It's just that um, her children and his children are fighting over who should get her stuff. So who should get it? So that's going to be a machlokis, uh, hill and Beishamai. But to understand the full nuance of the mission, you have to understand there are three different categories of assets. When a woman gets married, um, so she has potentially three different categories. The first is what's called Nichse Tzon Barzel. Literally, that means um, iron sheep property. Forget the etymology. The point is that um, she brings in, let's say, an apartment building into the marriage, and um, he takes responsibility for any gain or loss in the value of that apartment building. So what happens is she essentially assigns it over to him, so it becomes, uh, the deed goes to his name, becomes his property, but he gives her a guarantee um, that she will get paid, let's say, a million dollars in exchange for bringing that property. So she sort of um, is like senior and as much as she's guaranteed a million dollars, regardless of what the property is actually worth. Okay, so she's, um, they both have like a hand in it. It's in his name, but she has like a a superior claim, if you will, to the million dollars, no matter what, if you will. The second category is called what the mission refers to as Nechasim HaNechnasim B'Yotzim Ima, property that goes in with her and comes out with her. That's also known as nichse Malug. That, let's say, she brings, let's say, she brings an orchard into the marriage, but she keeps the orchard in her name. It doesn't get assigned to him. He doesn't get his name on the deed. But while they're married, he's allowed to have um, benefits from the peros, the produce, the output of the of the asset, usufruct rights, as it's called technically. Um, um, and that's called um, fine. And, and the reason... And if they get divorced, so then, or he dies, so then she will get her property back. And if it's worth more, it's worth more. If it's le- worth less, it's worth less. Okay, that's nechse son barzel, or nechasim that are nechnasin v'yotzim that go in with her and go out with her. The third category of her assets 
is her ksuba, that's her contractual payment, which um, could be including both um, what's called ikar ksuba, the 200 zuz, let's call it, and if there's any tosef ksuba, an additional commitment, let's assume there isn't for that in our Mishnah here. So <clears throat> the question is, um, should her children or his children um, be entitled to each of those three payments? And again, we have a machlokas here between Beishel and Beishamai. The Mishnah says inside, This couple uh, both die in the house together. We're not sure who died first. So Yorshe Habaal, his children, Omrim Haisha Mesa Rishona, they claim, listen, maybe she died first, in which case our father would have inherited everything. Va'achkach Mes Baal, and then our father died, um, and therefore everything that was hers now comes to us. And Yorshe Isha, but her heirs, I mean like her children, Omrim Habaal Mes Rishon, the father, our stepfather died first, and therefore when when our mother, his wife, died second, she had no husband. Therefore, the only heirs are us, her children. So we want to get everything. So what do we do? Beishama say everything gets divided uh, between the two claimants. His thought is that <clears throat> there's um, an equal claim um, regarding both the Nechse Tzom Barzal and the Nechasam and Nechnasam Biyotzim Ima because on the one hand, the apartment was in his name, but on the other hand, he had this ironclad promise of giving her a million bucks. And similarly, um, the orchard was, yes, in her name, but he had the rights to use it as much as he wanted while they were married. So there's no um, clear muxak here. They're both kind of muxak, And therefore, um, since we don't know who to give it to, we'll give it uh, equally between the two of them, two claimants. Now, as far as uh, the ksuba goes, so really, there's clearly a muxak here. The muxak here should be him the husband, because the 200 zuz was in his pocket, and it was only to be paid in the event that the ksuba became due, meaning that he died before her, or he divorced her. So when the children, uh, her children are coming to claim the ksuba, they're trying to get him to pay money out. And he should say, listen, prove to me that, the heirs would say, prove to us that, um, you know, that this ksuba is payable because our husband, our father died first and we'll pay you. But without that, no. He's the mochzak. But, if you recall from the previous Mishnah, Beishamah had held that if you have a contract as a Shtar Chov, like a Ksuba, so then you're as if, it's as if you collected it and as if you're a Muchsak now. So it puts them on equal footing. So according to Beis Shammai, his, his sheet would be that the Ksuba of the wife makes her an equal footing as much the Muchsak and that 200 Zuz as the, as the husband, or the father, or his heirs. <clears throat> and therefore everything is divided equally. Ubeishil Omrim Nechasim Bechezkasan. They still say the property uh, stays in its chazaka. I mean, he doesn't agree with this yachlok. He doesn't say divided. He says keep it in its chazaka and its presumptive with its presumptive owners. Now, the nechasim we're talking about here, although it's not explicit, it's clear from the context. Of the rest of the Mishnah, we're talking about the first category, the nechasim that are called nechseitzon barzel. So it's the apartment that she brought in, which is now in his name. Um, so it say it says bechezkasan. Now, the way the Bartanur reads that. It's not clear who we mean. There's, we could be one of two things. We could mean, Beishil meaning, could mean either A, it goes to his side of the family because it was assigned in his name, so he's the Muchsak. Or it could be, it goes to her side of the family because, listen, it was Tzon Barzal. It was like ironclad. It had, the first claim was in a million dollars over and above whatever the, you know, the apartment was worth, meaning like, let's say on day one when they got married. So <clears throat> he got an apartment, but actually he, you know, the apartment was worth 800 and he promised her a million case, so she's like, 
Um, she, he has negative equity. She's like the first claimant here. She's got the real mukzakets here. Um, and there's a and uh, so therefore they both have claims. On one hand, it's his name. On the other hand, it's her. She has kind of first rights and everything. And therefore, um, we don't know to whom it should go. So that is that is uh, being the case. So the Bartanura says uh, we divide it amongst both of them. <clears throat> Just a little bit of uh, detail for a moment here. The Gemara actually brings three opinions. As it happens, Ryochanan says it the real Muchsak that the Basil are referring to is his side of the family, and Rabbi Elazar says no, it's her side of the family. And uh, the third opinion, Barkapara, says it's actually what Basil means is it's divided amongst both of them, which is a tricky read in the Mishnah. Uh, but anyways, that's what he holds. Now, what's interesting is the Bartonor doesn't sound like that. The Bartonor doesn't like Barkapara; he just sounds like like almost a fourth sheet that we don't know to whom to give it, and therefore we're going to divide it 50-50. That's a little strange, what the Bartanur did. But that is made, the halacha is indeed that we would divide the Nechzitzon Barzal amongst the two of them, meaning essentially they would get the apartment and she would the her heirs would get half of the promised amount. Now, the Ksuba, that's Bechezka's Yorashe Habal, says Basil, for sure his side of the family keep the 200 Zos, they don't give anything. Because they're the muhsak and that, no doubt about it. Again, Bas Shammai had held that having Ksuba makes you like a muhsak, but Basil don't hold that way. And finally, Nechasim Hanichnasim Vyotzim. As for the Nechse Malug, the property that goes in and out Ima with her. So those are Bechezkas Yorshe Ha'av. Those are on her side of the family because it was always in her name. She brought the orchard in, but it had her name on it, and it stays her family's estate. So her family's the Muhsak, and they keep it. Here it says Yorshe Ha'av, the Av in question, the father we're talking about here is her father. It's a little strange, but that's what it means here. Her side of the family. Again, the halacha be like Beis Hillel. Um, so, uh, indeed, in this case, we would divide it like we said before. The nechsei from Barzel is 50-50. The ksuba doesn't get paid out. And the nechsei melug, or the nechnas of Ima, would go to her side of the family.